Okay, Recovery First Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. We're going to be having our Turkey Day Thanksgiving special, exposing the turkeys, so to speak. (laughs) I'm going to be talking uh, to a fella, kind of want to keep him anonymous or whatever, but uh, Brian, uh, who actually went through the Florida Shuffle, uh, that went through Florida uh, patient brokering and so forth and experienced that, his family experienced that. We're going to talk to him and just talk to him about what happened and and everything else and, and get some perspective. Like, folks, people in South Carolina go through this, okay? The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on the national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. These 800 numbers and these uh, Facebook recovery all-stars reach out, reach out to them and, you know, they get the front and back of your insurance card and they get a kickback to send you to a treatment center when the first thing that needs to be done is you need to be uh, assessed, professionally assessed. Uh, We also have these nonprofits that uh, maybe they mean well, but, you know, sending kids across state lines that haven't been assessed and that get displaced and uh, put out on the street, folks, this is just, it's, it's unethical. Uh, so we're going to be talking about this. Uh, we're going to be talking to Brian, but I wanted to talk about just have a share. And as you know, as, as you know I just kind of do this uh, from my heart. Uh, but I wanted to talk about something, you know, there's so much nonsense on Facebook. <laughs> the political nonsense and everything else that goes on, so much division. But there was something on Facebook this morning, and I've been seeing this, and and it really, really um, hit, home, hit home with me. And it says, if 2020 taught me to stop aspiring to sit at tables, or excuse me, 2020 taught me to stop aspiring to sit at tables where I have to bring my own chair, squeeze in between folks, and repeatedly convince others why I should be there. I am learning to build a new table. I hope you learn to do the same. I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I experienced that. Um, and matter of fact, it was in, it was in 2020. I, I had that same lesson uh, where I had uh, been doing some work. I, I thought it was great work. And, and um, 
And it's like, you know, hey, other people get involved um, as things grow and maybe things go in a direction that you don't agree with or um, you you just you, you just think, you know, hey, I want to do something else. And, and here, here's what I want to encourage folks to do. Um, I want to encourage folks to like if you see a need in your community, look, you don't have to wait for a committee. You don't have to wait for your church. You don't have to wait for approval. You don't have to do any of that, right? You yourself can act. You yourself can be a leader and do these things. And I want to encourage folks to, like, you can build your own table, man. You can bring your chair, and if you sit there by yourself for a while, and, 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 you know, I know it gets a little lonely, but if you believe in something, you know, and you see people in need and you have a heart for those people in need, don't wait for permission. Don't wait for a committee and don't wait for a vote and don't wait for any of that bull crap. Do it. Um, I've seen some of the most inspiring, wonderful things. One of them is someone that I, and I talk about him a lot, but he's amazing. Uh, Mark Burroughs with Challenges, Inc. Uh, Back, listen, back, this has been a few years ago when like harm reduction in South Carolina was absolutely taboo. You didn't do it. You're not going to pass out syringes. You're not going to pass out IM intermuscular, the, you know, the, the less expensive version of naloxone. Mark Burroughs said the hell with that. He didn't get permission from the state. As a matter of fact, he got some pushback. He got some pushback from a lot of people, but he thought it was the right thing. And he believed that this was a population that needed to be served. And man, look at it now. Look at it now. You got this great little bus that goes around. He's got these volunteers. Uh, They test for HIV. Uh, They give out syringes and naloxone. And it's, you listen, however you feel about that, you got to respect the guy for that. a couple of years ago, matter of fact, in 2020 for me, it was, you know, I felt very strongly about getting the locks on out to recovery housing. Um, you know, I, I just, there were a lot of people dying in recovery housing. Um, and I've been, of course, you know, some people uh, uh, disagree. They thought it was enabling. I mean, if they're, in, if they're in a recovery house, they should be in, re, you know, in recovery. But I felt strongly about it. I felt like there was a need there. And I didn't wait. I didn't wait for the state approval from the state. I didn't wait for approval from anybody. You know, I prayed about it. Um, and, you know, I just did it. I just did it. Are things like this perfect? No. No, but, you know, we've gotten out, uh, I say we, because I built a table and I said, hey, anybody want to help with this or whatever? And we've gotten out uh, well over a thousand kits of naloxone to recovery housing. Um, Thank you, uh, Recovery Advocacy Project, the Clinton Foundation, um, uh, Challenges, Inc. helped with this. Uh, And... uh, you know, another thing was, you know, it just seemed like people were getting in, you know, I, I continued to get these calls 
of people being exploited or being abused in recovery housing. I said, hell, let's do something about it. And we created the 800 number for uh, recovery housing so people can call and report and we pair them with a peer support specialist. No, we're not trying to be cops. We're not trying to be what we can. We can create relationships and bring people from the law enforcement community to the table, right? Peer support specialists, but just meeting people where they are. If they're in a bad housing situation, let's try to get them in a better housing situation. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. And frankly, if somebody's got a problem with it, so what? So what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to say you don't like it. You gonna, what? It doesn't matter. Okay. So my point is, folks, 99,000 people died. Excuse me. 100,000 people died of, of overdose last year. Uh, the numbers are just getting worse and worse and worse. And we all sit around and say, what can I do? What can I do? You know what? You can start with your backyard. You can start with your neighborhood. You can start with your community. You can start by handing out naloxone. You can start by getting with a community distributor. If you don't know who a con- com- community distributor is, inbox us at the show. We will pair you up. We will get you together with Challenges, Inc. Whatever it takes, you know, it, it, it's just, we don't have to have permission. I can remember starting the 800 number and having people inbox me and having and, and saying that they didn't like, so what? Like, I got to have your permission, please. It's time to act. If you feel strongly about this, about advocating, you know, just take action. Just do it. You know, I pick up a bullhorn. Sometimes I'm bullhorning to nobody. <laughs> you know, we we started this podcast because we wanted to get this information out here. You know, kind of scary. Not very many people listen to it at first, but it's growing slowly but surely. I want to thank Todd Widows and his wife uh, for for like, helping us get this out with this podcast with these recovery shares and having these these folks on uh to uh to showcase them people like Mark Burroughs and Dolly McCurran and and uh, uh Tina Harris and the, I mean the list of Nicole Chris the list goes on and on and we're going to continue to showcase these people but what I want to say is man like Don't be afraid to build your own platform, to build your own table, to have your voice. If you're losing too many friends and you're losing too many family members, don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to speak up. And eventually the right people will come to your table and help you. So anyway, I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. We're going to continue to try to try to get this content out. Um, but anyway, I just want to tell everyone, God bless. What a great day to be in recovery. Um, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Uh, and remember, if you're just trying to figure this recovery thing out, we love you and we support you. The Recovery First Podcast. Keep tuning in. Stay connected. Get educated. We're here for you.
So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, we'd basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them and one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville and you know all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting naloxone into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org.